Good morning, my confident queens. It's your confidence cheerleader, Kiri, coming at you with another incredible interview from our badass mompreneurs, ready to give their best tips, tricks, and stories to finding and creating the most confident you. Let's get into it. Hey, all. I just wanted to stop by and remind you that this month is October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I think we can all say that in some way we have been impacted by cancer. So I wanted to highlight this a little bit by bringing on Sabrina Skiles, who has lived with breast cancer. And she's going to talk about how we can support those going through it or who have gone through it and early detection through the Know Your Lemons Foundation. I hope you guys find some value in this and happy Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Good afternoon, Sabrina. Good afternoon. How are you today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for being here. I am really looking forward to this conversation. Do you want to just kind of get us started out by introducing yourself, who you are, and just a little bit about you? Sure. Uh, My name is Sabrina Skiles, and I am a breast cancer and psoriasis advocate. And I also share my journey. Um, I've been uh, living with uh, psoriasis for 20 years, and I've been living with breast cancer. Uh, I was diagnosed in 2019, and I am currently cancer-free. You know, I I don't like saying that word. I talk about that in my journey, too. (laughs) Um, And I also have two young boys who are four and five and a half, and I share real mom life as well. And awesome style tips too. <laughs> I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I have a four-year-old son as well. So it's always fun getting to like see all of your content because I feel like it mirrors my life right now so much. <laughs> yes. And it's just such a crazy age with them. Um, they're just always on the go and so much energy. So it just kind of, you know, I'm like, I can't be the only one experiencing this. So I'm going to share what they're doing, whether it's a bad day or a good day whatever it is because you know that's just you know we're all in this together so it's true it's true well and on your blog you post some great like content on there including like some family stuff so you you had posted like um trip recommendations for traveling to Colorado Springs with your kids definitely use that on my Colorado Springs trip and it was great so thank you yeah and it's just like um you know it's tips that I you know I'm looking for when I'm there so I'm like okay well if I'm looking for it I'm hoping others are too so that's really um you know why I share you know the you know living with mom life and traveling with kids and, you know, what it's like as a breast cancer survivor. And, um, because all those things are just so they can feel so specific, but they can also feel so isolating. So I think, you know, just sharing my journey, um, you know, bad, good, and ugly, I think is, um, why I continue to do that. So others feel like they're not alone. Absolutely. I love that. And it resonates with me so much. That's hundred percent why I do everything that I do and try to be open and vulnerable about, you know, my own experiences. Cause like you said, we're all in this together and we all have something to learn and, um, you know, be there for each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, you just never know who you're going to reach to. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, like if, 
you know, you do it for yourself. Like being vulnerable can be so hard, but you know, it can also be so freeing. And at the start of my breast cancer journey, I really just felt so isolated, even though one in eight women get diagnosed with breast cancer as a young mom and under the age of 35, I just felt so alone. So I just, you know, started sharing my story and it felt vulnerable and it felt raw and it felt weird at times, but then it also felt like it felt weird not to share because that was my life. That was what I was going through. That was what my family was going through. And through that journey, I met other moms who had been diagnosed with breast cancer and, you know, they felt, um, they felt more connected hearing my story and, what I was going through. So that's, um, you know, it's, that's life. And that's, you know, that's what I will continue to share about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and tell me a little bit more about what it was like for you when you got diagnosed with cancer, because you were so young and like a mom of two and stuff. And usually women don't even start getting like mammograms or anything like that by that age. So what was that like for you? Yeah, it was, literally like a smack in the face. Like I had, you know, I don't have any history, uh, any family history of breast cancer. Um, uh, we live very healthy lives. I work out daily. We eat healthy. And like you said, I, I wish I could say I did self breast exams, but I didn't. And I didn't really know how to do one. And, you know, you just hear it at your well woman exam. Um, or if you're pregnant, you hear it in your doctor's office, like, okay, make sure to do a self breast exam. And, you know, this is how it's done. Like, you know, they spend less than five minutes on it. And it never occurred to me because before, you know, you only hear about breast cancer in older women and just um, the amount of women under the age of 45 who are being diagnosed with breast cancer was just when I started reading more about it, I was just blown away. And when it happened to me, I was uh, my husband and I were sitting outside. We were living in Houston at the time and we had just um, signed a contract to move here for his job. And I had my hand out like this on the bench where we were at. And I just like was kind of feeling around. Um, I'd recently gotten a tattoo and my husband was like, oh, still to this day, he's like, you might've been feeling around, you know, to see how it was healing. And that's when I felt a lump. I didn't know what I was feeling. I just knew it shouldn't have been there. And, um, I had breastfed both my kids. I breastfed my first one, um, for 12 months. I breastfed my second one for four months and breastfeeding your children is supposed to reduce your risk, reduce your risk of breast cancer. And so I thought I was doing all these right things. And then I felt the lump. And now, now that I've gotten certified as a know your lemons educator and reading more about it, um, knowing what you're feeling for will help peach, uh, put your mind at ease because when you're feeling for a lump or if you're fe- just doing yourself breast exam, um, if you feel, if it moves when you're touching it, then, you know, it's most likely non-cancerous, but if it feels um, hard and it's immovable, then that's something you want to check out with your doctor. But at the time, I had no idea. I didn't know what I was feeling for. So I just called um, my OB at the time because I'd never gotten a mammogram before. I'd never gotten, I'd gotten one ultrasound in the past while I was breastfeeding and it turned out to be a clogged duck. 
but I had no idea the territory I was stepping in. I didn't know who to call. So I just called my OB. She referred me to get a mammogram. And as you mentioned, typically women under the age of 45 are not approved to get a mammogram. Mm -hmm. um, so I got a mammogram. They wanted me to get an ultrasound. And then two days later, I got a biopsy and then I got the results. So it just really all happened so fast. And we were about to move and having my two young kids, like it was just insane. But what made me feel more confident in that is just reading more about one breast health and just knowing how important it is for us to understand what our bodies look like, understand how to do a self-breast exam to where it's not intimidating and just talk more about it. Because before this, I didn't talk about breast health. I thought I knew, you know, Hey, I'm 35. I'm great. I'm, you know, I'm healthy, but it can happen really to anybody. So I think it's really just, um, my story just hit me like that. Like, okay, this is my time to want to revitalize this conversation around women's breast health. And I want us to feel confident talking about it. I love that. I think it's super important and I'm, I'm pretty young. Um, and I, I've never even had an OB or a doctor tell me how to do like an exam on myself. And obviously like I had a kid and I breastfed too. So my breasts are definitely different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> after exactly. That. So how do we, how do we actually do an exam on ourselves? What are some of the tips that you have for us? I am so glad you asked. And it's crazy. I mean, you're probably not the only one that's been like, oh no, my doctor's never like, nobody ever showed me either. And so that is exactly why I got educated. Um, or, um, that's why I became a breast health educator with the know your limits foundation, because this amazing organization, um, they have this great app that shows you exactly how to do a self breast exam with super easy images. It even has a video to show you exactly how to do it. It's in a fun way. The Mona Lisa shows you how to do it, how to feel around, where to feel it, um, what you're feeling for. And, um, and it also gives you alerts. So when is the best time to do a self-breast exam? Um, a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, we all talk about feeling it on the first, which is amazing. It's great. If that's when you remember to do it, to do a self-breast exam, great. But ideally the best time to do a self-breast exam is a few days after your period ends. And then um, the, the app helps you um, with that. So you, you log into the app, you tell, you say, Hey, this is when my last menstrual cycle was. And then every month it'll give you a reminder and then you can click on it and you, it will start the video and it's just super easy. So I think just really, um, getting more information, like this is how we do one, just go on the know your limits foundation, um, app, really just learn how the breasts work and what you're looking for and what you're feeling for. And I think once we have that information as um, just as women, we feel more confident and more just empowered to be able to stand up for ourselves when we feel like something isn't right or, Hey, we're great this month. We're going to keep doing it next month. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you brought up like feeling confident in yourself, like knowing that uh, and obviously, like I speak a ton on confidence. How would you say that, like, 
having breast cancer at such a young age kind of impacted your self-confidence journey? Yeah, you know, um, I, I feel like before breast cancer, I was, I was a pretty confident person and, but cancer just does something to you and mentally, emotionally, physically, it takes away a lot. And if, you know, they, people followed me from the beginning, they know that I had a very hard time mentally more so than really any physical aspects of going through cancer and chemo, um, and really talking to my kids about it because they were so young, you know, my youngest was three at the time and, you know, they don't need to know what the word cancer is, but I still had to tell them. So really, I think it was at that point when I realized when my husband and I really realized that we had to talk to him about it at that point, you know, it was at my diagnosis not knowing more about breast health or breast cancer and talking to my kid about it, that gave me the like boost to get that confidence back and being able to feel like myself again, really. Um, So I think it comes down to the fact that the more information we know, the more we know our bodies, the confident we, the more confident we feel in really talking to others about it advocating for ourselves in the doctor's office, even talking to our family and friends about it, or even just sharing our story. I think um, if you let cancer take away everything, it will. But if you really just realize how this journey can impact you, your family and others, I think that's where the confidence will come back in. Because if you let yourself go down that road, you will get stuck at the bottom. And I was stuck for a really long time, but it was just figuring out, okay, like now what, what can I do? And once I figured out what I can do, that's when the confidence came back. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so important that, like you said, we advocate for ourselves, especially with doctors. Um, I had a severe, like, complication with my pregnancy. I had hyperemesis gravidarium, which I don't know if you know what that is. I have, I've read about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's a super rare condition. Not a ton of women get it. Um, it's really hard to diagnose because there's no like specific like things that they point out like medically wise, other than just like a ton of throwing up. Um, but I had several doctors that were like, we've never dealt with this. We don't know what you have, like, kind of thing. And so it was really hard for me to be able to step up and advocate for myself. Um, So I think it's really important that you bring that up, that, you know, we need to advocate for ourselves. If you hadn't, when you were so young, you know, feeling that lump, you would have been, I'm sure, in a very different position now. Right. And, you know, it's funny that you said that about your experience. When I was going through chemo, I would get these constant headaches and chemo induced headaches are very common, but mine just continued and continued day after day. It went on for five, six days. And I would keep telling my nurse, I have a headache. Like it turned into a migraine, like where it was, you were, your noise sensitivity is high. You just couldn't do anything. I talked to three nurses and then I finally talked to my doctor and was like, look, I have this headache that will not go away. And I was like, I understand that headaches are a side of chemo, but this is just like, it's unacceptable. And that's the word that I use. Mm -hmm. And she's like, 
okay, let's get you in for some IVs, some extra fluids. And then once I got the fluids, and then when I was talking about my constant headache during chemo, I had three people reach out to me saying they had the same thing. Nurses wouldn't listen to them until their doctor said it. And um, so they said, make sure to get hydrated. And then I found one drink that actually really, really helped with my headache. So it's just like, you have to listen to your body and mm -hmm. advocate for yourself because yes, you have these doctors who know what they're doing, but they don't know you and they don't know how you're going to react to chemo or to a certain medication. So you just have to pay attention and advocate for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had so many people that were just like, Growing up is just a part of pregnancy. Morning sickness is normal. Eat some salt yeah. And I'm like, this is not normal. And no. I know my body enough to tell you exactly. that this is not normal. Yep. So, yeah, it definitely happens way too often. Yep. And I know that you, you don't like saying that you're like um, somebody who has gone past cancer. Because let's be honest, nobody ever really gets past right. cancer. So what has like your recovery and um, kind of where you're at now, like, what have you gone through? How have people supported you? That's like really helpful. Um, what can we do more to support women who have battled and survived cancer? Yeah. You know, every person gets triggered by certain words or some people don't like to say they're cancer free. Some people say they're in remission, you know, it's just, it's very, um, you know, it's very individualistic. And for me, I even told my, my oncologist when we met after all my treatment, all my active treatment was done. Um, she's like, well, now is when I would consider you cancer-free. I was like, yeah, but are you really ever cancer-free? So some people embrace that word, which is great for me. It's been very hard to embrace that word. So, um, you know, I'm, so, uh, I'm a year and a half out from active treatment, but I'm still in treatment because I go every month today, I'm going to get my monthly ovarian suppression shot, which is a shot that I have to get because my breast cancer was hormone positive. So every month I go to the oncologist to get this shot that puts my ovaries to sleep. So it's just like, for me right now, I have these constant reminders. I'm still I'm still battling this. This is something that I battle every single day. And people may be at the start of their journey, in the middle of their journey, or even like five years out and they're still battling with it. So it's just, um, you know, I think the biggest way to support somebody, one who's going through treatment is just say, how can I help you? You know, I don't want to hear, oh, I'm so sorry, my so-and-so died from breast cancer, or have you done this? Or like, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear like, how can I help you? What do you need help with today? Let me take your kids to the park. I'm going to bring over a meal. Um, the biggest thing for me was that was very hard for me to ask for help. And that was one of the biggest things. And so for me during treatment, um, I just had to, I had to say, okay, and, um, I just had to say, okay, to people saying they were going to take my kids and that it was okay for me to rest on the couch. So I think if you're trying to help somebody who is in treatment or even recovery is to just say, how can I help you? I'm going to bring this over. We don't have to talk. I will leave it on your porch, but so you will have a healthy cooked meal. 
I will leave it for you. I'm going to take your kids on this day. Don't take no for an answer because we're going through something we'd never expected to go through. And, um, you know, just ask how you can be there for them. And this is what I want to do. That was the biggest thing that helped me now. And that helped me back then. Yeah, I 100% agree. Well, and I think one of the biggest things is when you're going through a medical, whatever, mm -hmm. it, one of the biggest helps that I found was helping my spouse. <laughs> because yes. the people don't realize the impact that these medical, you know, hardships really have on our, our spouses or our partners too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that was something I, you know, struggled with a lot. Like he didn't sign up to have a wife with breast cancer. So how, you know, I need to take care of my, for myself first. And then how can I be there for my husband? Because he, he's helping my kids and he has a full-time job and he needs to do all these things. So, you know, I think it's important to, you know, if you're trying to help somebody ask how you can help the spouse too, because it's not just our journey, it's their, their journey too. So I, you know, it's really important that you brought that up because, you know, we're living, they're living this with us too. Yeah, really. And they have to take a huge step up and do a ton more, I feel like yeah. when we're going through something. Um, so how has like your past, do you think impacted the way that you think about the future? Oh, that is just always such a tough question. Um, you know, everybody always talks about like, oh, you know, live each moment to the fullest and, you know, life is too short. And granted, I said that before cancer, but once cancer hits you or once a major health hardship hits you you really just don't take anything for granted. And um, for me, it's about living every day. Like, I don't even want to say that because it's super, super cliche. For me, it's really about letting, just letting the little things go. That's super cliche too. But for me, you know, I was always very adamant about no screen time for the kids and we have to go do this and they need to go do this. But now I'm just like, okay, like, okay, you can go do this for a little bit. And I am trying not to be so, um, you know, so adamant about that because, you know, life really is just about spending time. This is what it's about. It's about spending time with the people who matter the most to you because you really just don't know what is going to happen in this life. And if the past 18 months haven't shown us that, then, you know, I don't know what has. And I think, you know, I think it's really for me, a lot of it has stemmed from taking care of myself and really how important it is that we do take care of ourselves and self-care isn't selfish. So if you need to walk away from the kids for a little bit, walk away. If you need to just go upstairs and listen to a meditation, which by the way is amazing, go do that. If you and your spouse need to go on a date, go and do that. But it's really just important that's how I'm thinking about the future is taking care of myself, but also I really want to see the, I want to see this world. And I think it's really important to show your kids that and show them that, um, this we can do, we really can do anything and you never know what life is going to throw at you. But I want, I want my kids to know that whatever it is that is thrown at them, we can get through it together. And that's really how it's impacted my future is that 
I'm letting the little things go and I'm putting my phone away more. I want, you know, that face-to-face connection is just so important, even with the kids and my husband. Um, So just put the phone away, enjoy where you're at and just make sure you're spending time with the people who matter the most. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Perfect. Well, this was so great, so informative and helpful for me. Um, And I'm sure everybody who is listening. So do you want to just kind of finish it up by telling us where we can all find you? Yes. Um, Thank you so much for having me, bringing more awareness to just, you know, my story and how important breast health is. Please continue to talk about breast health and um, check out the Know Your Lemons Foundation. Um, It's, you know, such a passion of mine for me. So you can find me on Instagram at sabrinaskiles, or at sabrinaskiles. And then my blog is sabrinaskiles.com. And um, I will be hosting a virtual breast health class. Um, If anybody's interested, all the information is going to be on my Instagram. So yeah, that's it. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow, wasn't that a great conversation? I want to thank our guests so much for being here. If you guys found value in this conversation, please like, share, and make sure to follow our guest and me on Instagram and at our websites. And if you are interested in confidence coaching with me and doing some one-on-one, you can go reach out to me on The Confident Mompreneur on Instagram or at theconfidentmompreneur.com. Thank you so much for being here. See you next time.